Good afternoon, folks, and thanks for joining us. This is the Calf Kick Sports Podcast. My name is Tim Wheaton, joined as always by Ash. And today we are so lucky to have a special guest with us. Huge fan of this man's career. He's been a trailblazer in Sanchow, in Strike Force, in the UFC, and now with Fighters Rights. We are so lucky to be joined today by Kung Lee. Kung, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Hope you guys are doing the same. And what's up to all the fans out there? No, we're oh, happy man. to have you. This is very surreal for me, Kung. I'm trying not to fanboy out too much. But, I mean, from watching your first... I mean, I watched the title fight with, uh, with Frank Shamrock at 19, and now I'm 32, I'm interviewing you. So this is very, very surreal. But I'm, I'm happy you're here. And, uh, yeah, thanks for giving us your time, man. Of course, of course. So I, I actually just wanted to... I mean, I want to go straight into that, because, like, really... Let's go. You've, you've had a storied career in terms of your fighting history. You know, you've had many fights in Sanchao. And even some of the fights that I'm thinking, like, I could think of some legendary fights with Frank Sham- Shamrock, uh, the KO victory against Rich Franklin. Uh, I mean, what's your favorite kind of moment in your fighting career? I'd, I'd really like to know. You know, I think every fight has its moment, you know, but uh, I guess um, top three would be, of course, Frank Shamrock. Then uh, when uh, in 1999, the U.S. team um, uh, uh, versus the, 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 the Chinese national team in, in Sanda, you know, we fought in Hawaii and uh, it was a lot of pressure because you know, um, only two other fighters from our team have won, but like they, they, you know, uh, they, 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 they were like Muay Thai fighters because we didn't have a full team and, uh, you know, China brought like their whole, their, like the best of the best. So we, we, uh, uh, hit up, uh, uh, in fact, in Fairtex and, um, Jung Sunan Fairtex. And then they ended up, uh, you know, uh, kicking ass on, on, you know, you know, uh, you know, for the USA Team USA, and then um, you know I was the main event, and there was a lot of pressure. I remember I was coming back, and then um, the the Hawaiian fighter uh, Harlem, uh, he got hit in the eye. His eye socket got broken. His eye was hanging out, and I was yeah. walking out, and, he, and then his eye was still hanging out. He's like, "Go get him, Kung." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> when I was walking out, I was like, I remember that vision in my head with you know the eyeball hanging out. I was just like, "Okay." You know, oh. and the funny thing is, like, I was still a little, um, like, like kind of, like, shocked from it, right? First punch, I got hit, and right away, my eyes sold up. I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? Then I just said, I'm going to walk this guy down and just, you know, just grind, uh, you know, just grind out some hard, you know, uh, combos and uh, keep the pressure on him and try to break him. And that's what I did. And Yeah, so I mean, that, 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 that's a crazy, crazy story, man. You must have been so nervous as well, right before the guy's... Right yeah. before you coming out, I literally was walking out, and they're wheelchairing him, or they had him on one of those rollaway, like you know, gurney beds. And I was like, "You okay?" <laughs> I'll try to get some revenge. I should have laughed, but like, yeah. wow. And, it's and then uh, I, I guess, yeah. I guess the like the third best would definitely um, uh, Rich Franklin, just just because I was pretty banged up for the fights, and then uh, you know, um, uh, there's a lot of pressure i didn't i wasn't able to even start kicking you know the only thing i was able to kick was paddles and then my trainer was holding tie pads so i had to kick yeah. with the shin and a couple of times you know he his pad was sticking out a little bit i hit my instep and i was like oh man 
dude, keep that in tight for me, you know? So Were you not able to kick in that fight then, Kung? Were you injured? Well, or you know, um, I thought I broke my uh, foot um, yeah. against Patrick Cote. Um, and then uh, literally later on when they're uh, wheelchairing me to the post-conference, uh, post, um, you know, post-fight conference, yeah. uh, Dana White walks by, looks at me and, you know, was upset, mumbled, like, what the fuck, you know? And so I didn't know. I was sitting there, and then Anderson Silva was just got, got done doing all his questions. And um, I think I can't remember who asked the question, but um, literally they're like, "So what's next, Kung?" And I said, "Oh, you know, hopefully my legs, my foot's not broken. Take some time off, and then um, you know we'll figure it out from there." And then Dana White jumps in and says, "I'm going to take this question for you, Kung. Um, Kung's going to take a week off and get back in the gym because he's fighting Rich Franklin in oh, Macau, first ever. No one told me." I, I was just like, I guess I'm gonna take a couple weeks off and get back into the gym. And I mean, just from there was, uh, you know, like it was, it's was like the like the pressure. Yeah, we need you. We need you. We need you. And and so I did what I had to do. And yeah. I could see that release as well, right after you won. I mean, yeah. you know, like in in Macau as well. You were just like you were jubilant right after that knockout. Like you slept him. And I could just see the relief immediately, especially in Macau. That must have been so epic. Yeah, you know, one thing I did learn about that fight is, like, do your film studies. Because literally the only thing that was throwing me off was I watched so many of Rich, uh, Rich Franklin's fight that everything, every time he moved, I knew what he was going to do. But his reach was a little bit longer. So he touched me a few times early in the round. I was like, oh, man, his, his reach is, like, just hit me in the face. So, you know, I had to adjust a few times. And, and of course, I'm really good at catching kicks when people kick. But I knew he was chopping away at my leg. And if, if I caught it and took him down, then he won't kick anymore. So as, as you, if you watch the fight closely, my first hook, that my first counter hook, I, it was like air ball. If you're playing yeah. basketball and you miss the rim Swish. and the net, you know, I, I just like, oh, man, I punched yeah. all air. Then the second uh, punch, uh, the second hook, I clipped him a little bit. Then the third one, I got him in the shoulder, and I was like, okay, the next one should be it. And he kicked again, I clipped him, you know. And then, and I definitely, um, you know, I didn't just think punch here. I thought I punched through his face, you know. I just yeah. like, it's going through. KO of the year, man. I think it was yeah. KO of the year as well. Insane. Tim, uh, you would say something. Yeah, absolutely, man. It, no, it was a great knockout. Like you said, you punched through his head. End of the night is the main event. But I really wanted to get into the nitty gritty. Right now, you're working with the MMA Fighters Association. You fought on Showtime. You fought on Fuel. You've main evented throughout your career. How much pay at this point are fighters missing out on because they can't have sponsorships on their shorts, for example, that they have to wear like Reebok and Venom gear? Well, you know, for me, what I know is the fighters in UFC, they can't just bring in any sponsors, right? Um, unless it's approved by, you know, Dana. But most of the time, uh, they got the new rule is, um, you know, they have to wear, you know, at one point it was Reebok, you know, and and they there's a certain amount of number, which I don't know what it is. It depends where you're on the card, right? I mean, um, that that affects a lot of fighters because if they're lower on the card, but they can get a lot more sponsors, they're not able to be able to use all those sponsors to support them. 
Mm. So I, you know, fighters, I think some fighters are being creative, you know, like behind the scenes and stuff like that. Maybe they're wearing that and then they're getting a little bit more, a, a little bit less of a sponsorship, but they're making something um, that, you know, that that's what I've heard with a few fighters, but most time they go in there and like the lower fighters on the card, they're, they're, they're making less than like 1500 or 3000 on sponsorship while they're fighting on TV, you know? So it's, it's very difficult. And uh, I'm working with um, uh, several groups, but the main person I want to give credit to is um, uh, Rob Macy, Rob Macy and Carlos Newton. They're, they're the one who Carlos came to Rob and was just telling Rob about the unfairness of, you know, the fighters pay. And then when Rob got on, he put in 10 years before any of this got any really traction. And then when it did get, it got, you know, traction, I wasn't aware about it, uh, about like the class action, but Ram, uh, uh, you know, Rampage brought, brought me into the loop. And then uh, I got a chance to meet Rob and I realized, hey, my son, you know, my, at the time, uh, two of my sons were thinking about fighting, but I knew, I knew my middle son, Anthony, which I got a shirt on, um, uh, you know, uh, he, he, he was, he was into it. He was like, I want to be like you, dad. I want to be like you, dad. So I said, you know what? I'm going to stand for something. I'm going to stand for these fighters that, you know, because, you know, behind the scenes, you know, like I, I basically did uh, what the UFC asked me to do, right? They, uh, you know, sometimes I didn't like it, um, but I just kept my mouth shut because I knew it was the business. And um, I knew it from before um, when I came to AKA one day and I remember Mike Swick and Koscheck and then um, John Fitch, they're all like, all sitting there like all like talking i was like hey how come no one's training what's going on and then so javier mendez told me you know uh, john fitch didn't want to sign something and now they're going to try to hold the team the whole team accountable for what john did you know and i was like that's crazy i'll never fight for ufc you know next thing i know they bought out strike force and i said hey now they're the biggest because they monopolized yeah cornered the whole market so i i said i said i'll just uh you know, uh, you know, if I'm going to fight, I'm going to fight for the biggest company. And the biggest company happened to be a UFC. And we all knew that they were going to dismantle Strike Force eventually because they did that with Pride. They did that with yeah. WEC. And it was just a matter of time. We just didn't know when. And I think they're doing it more that way to say, look, we tried to make it work, but it didn't work or whatever yeah. their plans are. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I, I figure I'm just going to, I got to stand. I got to make a stand, you know, you know, even though I was at the twilight years, you know, even though I, you know, I fought Michael Bisbane before all this happened and they, you know, of course, you know, I didn't have a, have a good fight, but you know, he couldn't put me away early in the rounds, even though, you know, I was, you know, bloodied and, you know, swallowing my own blood. But, um, you know, like I gave the the crowd what they wanted, you know, someone who's going to go out on their shield and, um, you know, like, you know, just get that war- warrior mindset, especially being in Asia, you know, you know, so, um, you know, after that, you know, of course, because I didn't, I, my, my own belief is because two weeks before that happened, they wanted me to sign and re-up on a six fight deal, 18 months, but my first contract with them was 18 months and five fights and five years later, I'm still, you know, under that control and that's only my fourth fight i had two more fights but um you know they kept on extending my like my um my contract like right after 
um, you know, I fought Vanley. Like, I, like first I was supposed to fight Vitor. They changed my opponent because whatever Vitor's, you know, excuse was, I, I don't know. I, I, I was okay with that. Okay, I'm okay. Thanks for letting me know. Okay, now I guess I have to switch out all my sparring partners because we <laughs> go from Southpaw to Standard or, a, you know, a couple training partners could switch. So, you know, I did what they asked. And then, um, you know, even like right before the sound event, you know, take nothing away from Vandalay. You know, um, he, he, he's a legend, but I wasn't healthy enough to go and fight. I had a crack rib. And, and, you know, of course, you know, all the stories I've been hearing, like, you know, don't even mess with that. Don't, don't even, don't even think about, you know, I, I literally at one point, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to fight, but, you know, you know, basically they won't, you know, I, I don't want to be put on the you know shelf and and be stuck there. So I, I just fought, and you know I had a you know fight of the night along with they had to give away two fight of the nights, me and Vanley and then Dan Henderson and, and and Shogun, right? So so I was that guy who did did what I I was asked, and and then then again Patrick Cote, I you know they got me back in there on the biggest card, um you know of the year, and and, and then I got injured after that. Next thing I know, you know. I'm doing a, a crazy 10 day tour, came home, had elbow surgery and then fought like four weeks later, you know, four or six weeks later. It's just crazy. But, you know, and I definitely feel that if it wasn't for the fighters, there's no promotion. The promotion is nothing without the fighters. But, you know, the promoters can say, well, the fighters have nowhere to fight. Well, if you stop, you know, bankrupting or you know sabotaging all the other events you'll have a lot of other promotion and you might build up some awesome champion versus champion you know to go up against each other but that's not how they see it they yeah. see it as usc is the the you know the, the the top dog which they are take nothing away from it but if you look at it you take strike force right look at how many champions strike force because strike force got bought out no mm. one would ever know how Strike Force um, uh, versus UFC would have done. Yeah, of course, UFC with their full lineup would have won. But look over here, we had Daniel Cormier part of Strike Force. We had Kane Velasquez mm -hmm. with Strike Force. You know, um, I mean, look, look, look at the the list of Jacare and you know, um, like guys like Noel. We were from Strike like, Force. Yeah, like Luke Rock. Uh, how about Ronda? Like the biggest, some yeah, of the biggest. They, they yeah. Ronda, Misha. I mean, they swallowed. I mean, they basically swallowed up the Strike Force organization just to get their elite level fighters. Exactly what you said, the same way they did with Pride. And I was actually really excited when the UFC co-partnered with Strike Force because I'm like, ah, oh, man, we're gonna see some, we're gonna see some champion versus champion fights, and it just never happened. And it did. You know, uh, it was a. At least you got. A uh, uh, former champion versus former champion, right? Former champion Strike Force, me, and then oh yeah, yeah, of course, former champion course. Rich, uh, Rich Franklin, right? So, of course, yeah. And, but and, it's you know. just crazy, man. Like they, even with the Grand Prix stuff and Strike Force, I love that stuff, man. It was amazing, and um, UFC would never do that, like even now. So it's a shame, man. Like um, you know, UFC is such a big monopoly, as you said, but I guess it is what it is, man. They're the big dogs out here. But I mean, if you go back to some of the promotion, you see my hand getting raised up with the belt. 
Yeah. Against Frank Shamrock, then you see Rich Franklin getting his hand raised up. That that builds that builds fights, you know. Yeah, it's true. And um, and you know, like with this um class action, um, you know, as soon as the judge the judge already said that he's going to certify the class action, you know, but hopefully it becomes like boxing because in boxing, you know, Canelo if he signs a deal, he's with that promoter for a year and they promote the fight and they then then whatever it is, but. Now, you, you take it like if, if UFC, 1FC, Bellator, you know, um, all these other, they start growing their, 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 their stables and then their champions, and then they start cross-promoting, I think that would be awesome. Man, it would be so good for fans, especially, and even for the fighters, man, you build up so many more super fights, but it just doesn't happen. I mean, it, it's very frustrating, definitely. Um, but I'm, I'm glad, like, you're, you, you know, you're on top of that for sure, Kang. Because we need more people like you uh, that are kind of championing for fire pay. Because unfortunately, the biggest advocate we've got right now for fire pay is Jake Paul. And, you know, it's, <laughs> it's not really the hey, great. Hey, but you got to look at the circus of this, right? Jake yeah. Paul, Dana White. Dana White <laughs> saying, hey, the fighters should be lucky they're fighting in UFC. No, no, you are lucky that you have these fighters yes. fighting for you. And you wouldn't be who you are with your status if it wasn't for these fighters putting it on the line. Yeah. Sure, there's a lot of millionaires and there's a lot of hundred millionaires and there's a lot of billionaires out there that would maybe step in and, you know, like look at Mark Cuban. His, his event got blocked, you know, and then not blocked but it, it went on but you know i mean and then look at affliction right they, they threw yeah. some fights too i mean there's there was there were some companies that wanted to get in with some deep pockets but they're like oh why why are we going to do this when you know the ufc is always gonna you know you know sabotage the event and everyone wants to fight for the ufc at the end of the day you know like you know if you are a budding martial artist, the goal is to get into the UFC. And unfortunately, you're going to have to get, you know, you're going to have to sign a contract where you get 10 to show and 10 to, 10 to win. Um, it just happens. And most of your pay goes on training. Um, but yeah, it, it's a sad, sad business uh, for a lot of fighters, unfortunately. Yeah, I, you know, look, boxing, you have to start somewhere else too. You know, but you, yeah. when you come in with the name, you're getting paid more. Yeah. Right. So even in UFC, you come in with the name, you're not getting paid that much more. I mean, you know, it's it's just crazy. And there the huge difference between here's boxing pay and uh, share in revenue, and here's UFC. UFC takes pretty much eighty five percent, and here's a share for you know ninety what ninety seven percent of the fighters. And the three percent gets a little bit, you know. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. But we're fighting for it. We're fighting for all the fighters, and uh, you know, um, support MMAFA. They're trying to. Rob is also part of this too. Um, he taken. Uh, we already got over like sixty signatures from Congress, and we've been going back and forth to Washington D.C. to try to get more, uh, you know, uh, sponsor, you know, people sponsoring the bill for the Muhammad Ali act in boxing to go into MMA and into combat sports, just not, not just for MMA, but all of combat sports. Mm -hmm. And then with that, 
the the, the promoter like uh, along along with all the acts going over the promoter has to tell you what he makes at each event then you can negotiate your purse with the promoter there and mm-hmm. then now it's, it's 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 more fair yeah of course you know, so. oh absolutely and hopefully we have some lasting change but it is particularly notable that you are one of the people leading the charge because you were a company guy from strike force to the ufc you were on the good terms with these promotions and i wanted to ask you who is better to work with on a personal level dana white or scott coker who's your I preferred promoter yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> look like with when when out you know of course you all know the answer already. You laugh. <laughs> I know. I already know about your yeah. face, <laughs> right? Um, but of course, because Scott Coker is a martial artist, he was groomed by Ernie Reyes Sr. You know, he's a legend in 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 you know in 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 the traditional martial arts community, and that's how Scott was raised up. He was a black belt, West Coast Taekwondo, with you know, and I I even know that uh, when I was fighting for him in kickboxing. Um, he was like, Hey, I'm going for my stripe. I'm like, good luck. You know, of course he had to go through, you know, when you're a black belt, you have to go through this long three days of testing. Right. So that's something that Dana White would never experience. So you don't have that martial arts like mindset and mm. that honor and respect and, and discipline. Right. Dana White, you know, was blessed to have some really wealthy friends and they yeah. jumped in and, and then they, they, took a gamble and they 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 you know these guys have a lot of money so they put in and and then uh, they they did great for the sports but they're they're not they are not great for the sport you know mm. what i'm saying they did great but what their intention is and how they want to control the fighters and control the market and control the competition that's not good for the sport no one can flourish except them and a one percent of the fighters because even like look look here's a prime example why is um tyrone willie be able to fight jake paul but not george st pierre can't fight yeah la jolla that's crazy what's going on that does you know what what it is it's just the image of the ufc they if you got jsp and he gets starched by I mean, god forbid he fights jake paul and he gets starched by jake paul like let's just not even pretend that's going to ever happen but you ever have anything like that that's a hit on the ufc um because it makes them look bad so and dana's never liked woodley anyway like it's just quite public so he probably didn't even care about the outcome really i mean even before the fight he was saying yeah i mean if it was the old woodley he probably yeah he'd definitely get it but i don't know what woodley's gonna show up so it's almost like he had an inbuilt excuse already yeah it's just Here's what Dana forget. He needs to realize. Well, the reason maybe Woodley is not like, uh, uh, you know, like the same fighter that Dana expects Woodley and who is Dana to say maybe or whatever. Dana's never even stepped foot in inside the octagon with gloves on. Maybe like he he comes in with the suit and he wraps yeah. belts around people, right? And you you've never fought you shouldn't even you might be an expert but you can't say that here's someone who's given their like four of the fights that he fought um that he lost he look at all the 
damage of all those great title runs that he had. Yeah. And and you're going to go and say, oh, you, you should just stick by your fighter, period. Not yeah. like, you know, second guess anything. But remember, Tyrone, he's been in some wars. Yeah, those wars absolutely. catch up. Yeah. So, cool. and, and yeah, so he, he's never boxed before. And, you know, you know, I mean, I definitely believe that Tyrone should have won, you know, but it's, you know, he, he it's, it, 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 it happened it, the way it yeah. is and it's exposing Dana White even more. So good. Yeah. There, there was a purpose to all this madness, right? There's a purpose. I think the bigger picture is not that one fight because that one fight now is talked about by many people, but now what's the buzz going on? Oh, Jake Paul helping out the fighters. Look at Jake Paul giving up a million dollars. I got to give Jake Paul some credit for giving a million dollars of his own purse to pay all the other fighters. That's pretty good. So definitely, it's putting money where your mouth is. Like that was money out of his pocket just to show. Like he didn't have to do that. Uh, Now speaking of celebrity boxing fights, last week you were on the Fighters First podcast with a friend of mine, Mike Jin. Great show. They're great guys. It came to celebrity boxing and you had called out Anderson Silva. Now you could have called out some Tito Ortiz. You could have called out Vander Holyfield, but you called out Anderson Silva. Now, how serious do you think looking at the next year, do you think we can get a a fight between you and Anderson Silva? Here's the thing, right? He's a legend for for me. Like when I came into UFC, they're like fight Vitor. Okay. When, what, what's date? Oh, by the way, come. While you've in, been in training camp, we have bad news, but we have good news. Vitor dropped out, but we have family. I said, okay. I go back to camp. Shit. Let's make some adjustments here because Vitor is southpaw um, and family is standard. All right. Javier, who's my training partners? Let's pick the biggest dude. King Mo will come in. He'll fight both sides. He's a, he's a powerful wrestler. Okay. Let's do it, you know, and it is what it is. No complaints. Just got got to go in there and do it, you know, and, you know, you just got to go. And I was supposed to fight Rich Frank in, 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 um, in um, uh, Las Vegas went on the Anderson Silva and Chael card. But instead, they took Rich Franklin, they moved him to Brazil to fight Vandalay, and then they ended up having me fight Patrick Cote. Okay. You know, they said Patrick Cote, and I said, oh, I remember that name. The only guy in the last three rounds against Anderson at the time. Oh, I want that fight. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. And, yeah. you know, I would never, like, I'm not that guy to go and challenge, right? But the question was, who would you want to fight? If, mm-hmm. I, if I had a choice, like, here's, what, here, like, I, he, I'm, 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 I'm already, like, retired, right? If people are going to want to see me fight, they want to see me fight another legend in what yeah, we do best. Definitely. Let's do a straight up kickboxing fight. Yeah. That's what, people, not right? boxing, man. Not boxing. We gotta see yeah. kicks, man. Come on. And or let, let's do kickboxing with takedowns. Let's yeah. make it entertaining. Or yeah. you know, because you know, pe- pe- people will I think tend to be like, oh let's watch this. Let's see, let's see the dynamic of this. Let's see Kung at his best with his fighting sound. Let's see Anderson who is at one time the greatest fighters, you know, uh, at, you know, and knocking out everyone, you know, and is versatile. Let's have that fight. 
And that's how I would kind of like negotiate the fight. But I never would like challenge anyone because I have respect for like all the fighters who have stepped in to the ring and carried the traditional and carried the, the martial arts way. Right now, yeah, other yeah. fighters, they what other fighters don't realize. And I don't dislike them for that, but I don't completely respect them completely because what they don't realize is they have so much influence. And when it comes to kids, if you're running your mouth and you're talking smack and you're carrying yourself like a thug, your kids are going to carry themselves like thugs because you yeah. are, you know, you you project an image mm. on what people think they that they should be like. So that's just, you know, my, 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 you know, what I believe that if I'm going to go out there and do something honorable, Emerson Silva's respectful we can show like the crowd of hey you know it's it's um you know it's it's all about respect it's about, all, about honor it's about the style it's about the athlete it's about the fighters and then you know but hey i mean like if jake paul called me up hey come you want to do a boxing sure when you know of course hey <laughs> it's boxing and you know it's jake paul because he's gonna pull in a lot of money and He's that guy. He's not like Dana. He's going to be like, yo, I'm going to put out more money to pay these other fighters. Hey, great. You know, and, uh, you know, I, you know, then, then I can promote a lot more stuff going on, on out there and talk about what fighters should be getting paid and not. And, and then yeah. I would have another opportunity to, you know, be that ambassador to help them martial arts. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm that, that fighter that, as you know, you've seen my career when, have I ever had a boring fight? Nah, man. I mean, come on. Like, you got eight knockouts out of 10 fights, man. I mean, there's just, yeah, probably more than that. <laughs> Tim, yeah, I mean, people get mad in the beginning of my like uh, MMA career. Come, can you get through the first round? So we just like, we, you know, we pay a lot of money for our VIP seats. Like, go like two rounds, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm uh, just don't jinx me. You know, I, I, for me, I train hard, so it can be done quick, you know. And I'm gonna go in there and try to get it done quick. So that's know? right. Get in, make your money as fast as possible, and get get home. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of, um, it's it's a different feeling when you are the fighter, but now you're watching your son fight. How many? How much nerves does? How nervous are you watching your son fight? Is what I'm trying to ask. You want to see? I can show you proof right now. Look at the gray hairs. <laughs> See this? First, dad, train me to fight. Take me a fight. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you know, that right away, the nervousness set in. I was like, oh, shit, that's my son, you know? And, you know, I, I got a funny story. The other day, we were at Smash Gyms, Milpitas. Rudy was teaching. Um, and this, I remember the first day, I said, okay, this, I'm going to teach my son. I'm going to give him a hard lesson, okay? go in there son this is what you want to do are you sure i said okay fight him fight him spar him grab these guys he grabbed all the, the guys i had by the time the, the sparring session was done he was beat excuse my vietnamese he was beat the <laughs> fuck up right and that that, that like hurt me because i was like oh, boiling the fucking i was fucking hit myself i want to fight for him there myself right yeah then i but this is the lesson and this is the truth that he needs to experience, right? He, yeah. he goes in there, 
he gets his ass lit up by pros and amateurs and he does great against the the like just the the you know the average guys and he's only 16 years old right and then he we're driving back in the car it's a little quiet i'm thinking in my head what am i gonna say to him what am i gonna say to him i want to give him props but at the same time you know this is a tough path son right yeah and he yeah. goes dad this is something i wanted to do he actually answered the question for me i want to train harder um uh, they uh, i gotta protect my legs better i'm like mm, nice. um yeah i mean yeah i know he's gonna be sore tomorrow buddy you know probably gonna be sore for a week he's like yeah. well uh you know at least uh there's a day in between from swine because i'll be ready to come back on thursday i was like this kid is a, this this is the, all right all right i said come thursday i didn't say anything same thing and then come around that time he got he gets all his gear he's like, you ready dad <laughs> so we go to practice he's back in there he's jumping on to these guys again and this time i'm like hey work with them work with them you know and i think guys were working with him that session but then the next session he jumps into some new guys come back and he gets need really hard like you know he's fighting guys that are like 20 pounds heavier than him and my son stay with the smaller guys he's all hey you want to be the best you have to train with the you know the best so I picked the best guys to go up against. I'm like, slowly work up to them so you yeah. have, you you can get to them, right? He's all, well, you didn't take your time. You just jumped in forever, <laughs> right? I said, son, I didn't have the same sparring partners you did. I That's why I used to pay to go to tournaments to fight every, like literally every single week if I could. You know, um, I think one month I had like, I paid for four tournaments. I went to every single local full contact you know sancho type tournament and then uh so he he had the right attitude so it's it's definitely stressing then then i you know i throw him into this called um point muay thai but you know they they say it's point muay thai so they can you know not have to deal with so much like athletic commission and all that but man they don't allow knockout but there's a lot it's full contact going on you know it's um some of the fights are intense and i think that this is the best way because there's really talented black belts that throws beautiful kicks and you know he's matched up against you know these kids that are from a traditional martial arts background and some are really good kickboxing and so far he's five and oh so but every single fight like literally after a tournament i literally have to go home and rest for like two days straight like the (laughs) mind and the body is it worse than you fighting then is it much much worse than than me fighting yeah jeez man that's crazy (laughs) but it's great calorie burning because like the whole time i'm sweating you know i'm just sweating just and even though he's in between fights i'm sweating because just the nerves you know but um well you know he's he's got state coming up in three weeks and then uh, they already want him to fight and you know maybe represent california for um the nationals so you know we'll see how he does that's exciting man yeah i believe i believe he's gonna do very very well he's just he's got he's got the tenacity he's got the mindset and he's 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 got the will so and he's got the dna that's right he's got the dna he's got the right teachers in, in god his faith in god is really 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 strong that's so. absolutely right. So we got just got to wrap up. We got two minutes left. You know, you have a project in pre-production right now. I know you mentioned it last week on Fighters First. I'm going to give you the last word. Where can fans find more of you? Where can we keep track of the future of Kung Lee? My Instagram, my Facebook, and, um, you know, I'm on Twitter here and there. 
um, I have a YouTube page, you know, Kung Lee official. And, you know, I got a couple of projects, but the one I'm really passionate about right now is like uh, my wife's project. You know, I know we got like a minute and a half now, but, you know, um, my, my mother-in-law and my wife, they're an, an exorcist team. They exercise demons. Like if you, if you believe in God, you better know that there's a devil and there's a good, there's bad. And, you know, until people say, oh, you know, these people are mental or crazy. No, mental and crazy. They don't float. They don't climb on walls and they don't speak like multiple different weird languages and they don't talk the way they they do so they they you know over 400 souls they've saved and um apply hundreds and hundreds of house clearings and literally like we're on ghost adventures and you know of course they try to pay us and everything my mother-in-law cannot take any payment or she believes that she'll lose her gift she doesn't even need like those equipment to go in there she goes in there and if you watch the show carefully it's um it's uh emergency in elk grove Wherever Zach Bagans and all those guys were already there with the equipment, they walked into the house, talked to the girl, walked straight to the room without even knowing where, because that she goes by sense. So I'm going to start a show for them called Spiritual Battles Worldwide, because nice. hopefully maybe we take this worldwide. But, you know, I got um, my buddy from Isaka Shield, um, who's going to help fund some of the travel and equipment and stuff like that and we're gonna because there's there's investigators out there like there's all kinds of investigators and they're already showing people hey there are you know entities that move objects and there some are evil and some they think that might be lost souls or whatever it's all out there for people to see and where shima we call her shima because she's apache and my wife's sunshine spring she uh they they basically they are showing you know they are experts they know exactly what's happening they know where you know what to do how to exercise and do the you know you know the rights to the exorcism and make sure if if it's a big bad that they're dealing with there's got to be like iv bags of doctors on hand and all kinds of stuff so yeah I'm, i'm i'm not ashamed at all because you know we're 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 working for god almighty and, um, you know, and in, uh, in the Bible it has all the information you need, like what we're living in now, the pandemic, you know. So, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> awesome stuff, Kong. And look, we're, we're going to keep in touch for sure. Um, we'll love we'll to link have it all down below for this for these projects. We'll link it in the YouTube. Links are down below. Kung Lee, thank you so much for your time. We are the Calf Kick Sports Podcast. You can find us more uh, Calf Kick Sports on Instagram and Twitter. My name is Tim Wheaton. You can find me Tim Wheaton MMA. I'm joined as always by Ash CKS.MMA. You can find him on Instagram. And of course, the great Kung Lee, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, folks.